Amen. Well, I know we mentioned it on the way in. I try to catch everybody on the way in. But happy Mother's Day for everybody that, that applies to. And all the amazing ladies that have stood in the gap over time. That, that I know there's a lot of ladies that the Lord has put in my life that, that you know, filled that mom role as well. So I still got my amazing mom of 87 years. Got an amazing mother-in-law of 29 years old. I know who's cooking the good stuff. I know. <laughs> but, uh, and, and so many other folks along the way that uh, God has put in our, our life. So we just want to really honor them today and thank the Lord for them. So everybody had a good weekend so far. Man, it's, it's, it's nice to take a break in. It's just nice to get a little break into action because, you know, really, uh, the message was just what's kind of been unfolded in, in the news and in, in my life and in many of the lives of our church family and just sharing different stories and different things. And, and, and the title is Tough Stuff and Real Deals. Does that, does that hit home? Sometimes we go through some tough stuff and, and the real deal things. And, and I wanted to kind of approach that today and go from God's word and, and just gird us up today to know that, you know, what God's in control. And, and I tell you, man, it's, a, it's easy to keep a smile on your face when, when everything's going good, isn't it? It's easy. Woo! Praise the Lord! Yeah, everything's just lovey-dovey. And then the other shoe hits. And we really find out at that point what's going on in our life. And you know, here's the thing. I pray that when those times hit, because they will, the, the Lord says, you know what? There's going to be a good times and bad times. But you know what? Be of good cheer because he's overcome the world. And that's the message today. I want us to be just so... I'm looking for the right word. It's hard to find the word. So in tune, I'm going to say that today, to what God has done and what God wants to do and what God has already done, because he said it is finished. Let's, let's walk in that today. So I had a couple of things to share, share with you. But I said, you know, it's, it's, it's really, you know, if they say, well, what do you do when something really goes down? You know, the first thing people in church will say, well, the first thing we're going to do is pray, right? That's the church answer. Is it our answer? Because the truth of the matter is, really, we do everything else, some of us, preaching to be first, right? But sometimes I'm going to try to fix it first. You ever been like that? Well, I'll just bug God with the big stuff. Am I preaching to anybody besides me? Come on, you know it is true. No, I can't, I'll handle that. But let me tell you, God is so much God, he can handle little stuff too, amen? And he wants to be involved in every aspect of your life. I really believe when we get to heaven, God said, I sent you kids so, so you know how you do me. I talked to Jess and said, hey, what's going on, man? What happened at school? Tell me all about it. He goes, hey, this is a regular day. <laughs> well, I guess that's a good thing at times, you know. But, you know, you love them so much, you want to be involved in every aspect of their life. You don't have to control them. You don't have to, you know, live their life for them. But you like to be a part of it, right? And, you know, that's the whole thing with our relationship with the Lord. That how big a part are you allowing God in your life? You know, he's a gentleman. Holy Spirit is a gentleman. But, you know, a lot of times I find this, that I try to fix everything myself. And then when I'm up against the wall, that's when the prayer comes out, you know. And I pray that, Lord, help me to be first to seek you, you know. When something's coming on, I seek you. And I tell you what, first to praise you. Now I'm going to tell you what. Many of y'all know I had that shoulder surgery not even two weeks ago. They told me that I wouldn't even be out of a, a sling in a month. God's good. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm quick to give God the, the praise for that. We're still working things out, and I'm not being, um, you know, crazy. I, I don't think I'll ever be able to do yard work or paint or anything clean in the house <laughs> again, but, but I don't know, you know. <laughs> but, but I can eat gravy with this hand, so we're going to be all right. Again, while I'm thinking of that, I just want to take a minute and thank everybody for all their prayers and all the cards and all the calls. 
and all the food. My, my refrigerator's got stretch marks on it, man. We got some food, man. You guys have spoiled us good. So uh, thank you, thank you. That's good. So I just, I just want to take a minute there. But you know, it's really about going to the Lord first. But I tell you, you know what we do a lot of times? We like to rely on ourselves, don't we? Oh, man, I tell you, I've said this many times. I used to, my way of thinking was this. Well, you know, I'm my own man. Thompson said he's getting ready to take off the thing. I'm my own man, but uh, I'm thinking, so if I made, made my problems, I could fix them myself. But I found that I could fix them uh, very little. I could make a whole lot worse problems than I could fix. Anybody like that? One guy raised his hands. Jeff, I'm going to pray for you right now. <laughs> but, you know, we can get in and we can get over our heads real fast. I appreciate that. We had to adjust this a little bit. That's on me. I was talking to everybody instead of adjusting my mic. Thank you, buddy. I just didn't want to squall once. But you know what I've also found in talking to people and also looking in the mirror that, you know what, we are probably the best at beating ourselves up, aren't we? Man, we can beat ourselves up. We know right where to punch. We know, man, we know our weak spot. Can't believe you did that again over and over and over. And next thing you know, you're just feeling really defeated. You ever feel like that? We can't. But I'm going to tell you what, that's when we buy the lie of the enemy because today I want you to realize, as we talk about often, who we are in Christ. Not just in crisis, but in Christ every day. God loves you because he loves you because he loves you. It's not based on, you know, how good you can tap dance and what you got on your, your you know, uh, high score at school and all those things. All those things are great. I'm going to tell you what, God came as Jesus Christ, right? His son came to die for us right the way you are. Isn't that amazing? But he loves you too much to just leave you there. So I want you to hear the message of the cross right out in the shoot. So, so you know that's where we're going with this. But over and over, I, I see so many people get spiritually whipped. We carry around so much junk and so much stuff. And then when something really does hit, you're just like, man, I don't even know what, which way is up. Jesus is up, amen. I'm going to tell you today that I, I pray through this message that, you know what, we will press in and press on and overcome the price, amen. I want you to look at the scripture the Lord laid on my heart to start this off with. It's Mark 10, 27. And the background of that was Jesus was talking to folks and, and they were, we're asking about being saved, knowing what they need to know to be saved, you know? And one of the things people said, well, we gave up everything to follow you. Isn't that enough? No, it's not enough. What Christ did was more than enough. All you got to do is believe. Isn't that amazing? We always want to add to it, don't we? So we can get some credit for something. What much do you do to be saved? Believe. Look at this. Jesus looked at them and said, with man, it is impossible. Salvation, you can't save yourself. That's good news for some people today. You can't save yourself. You can't save yourself. And when you realize that, then guess what? You want to cling to Christ. It says, but with not, excuse me, this one. With man, it is impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. And he's talking about salvation. But I'm going to tell you what, God's so good and he's so big and so broad, it's in everything. Let me tell you what, my arm's not healed because I got, because I'm a tough guy. My wife will testify to that. I'm not a good patient, right, baby? <laughs> I hear she says, you're not a good patient. I don't always do what the doctors tell me to do. I should, I guess. But I'll tell you what. Amen. I know it. <laughs> pray for my family, right? But I'm going to tell you, this is the deal. I know that God is in the healing business. And I know that I'm a child of God. And I know the benefits of knowing who I am in Christ. And I'm going to hold on to them. And I'm going to continue to speak to them. And I'm going to stand with my church family and my other family, you know, at home as far as that goes and say, hey, look, this is what God said he's done for us. Let's stand in this. So when things come our way and, and that are tough, man, we need to just know that God has not left us. 
And it, you know, isn't it amazing how the enemy will do? He wants to get you by yourself and you think you're the only one that's ever dealt with this particular problem. You're the only one. You're the only one. Oh, Lord, it's me, right? Guess what? Then you start closing up. Closing off. Think about that. See, that's what the enemy wants to do. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to set you to the side. But God said, you're not in this thing alone. I don't know why it is, but isn't it better if you get in trouble or something like that with you with somebody else? Because it must be because all the time when you get in trouble and they come home and they call, the school calls your house and they say, what were you doing? Well, uh, Riley did it. <laughs> well, Jeff did it too, right? I don't know how, how that works. We want to, to be a part of something like that. So it's share the blame or something. Well, let me tell you what. This is something that we're wired for. We're wired for community. We're wired to be in the family of God. So we don't have to blame anybody, right? We just need to come on and care for one another as we go through these things. Hope they got through. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is this. God is in the tough stuff and the real deals. How many know that that's a good story? That's a good thing. Over and over now. So in all things, God makes it possible. I want you to think for a second. What is it in your life that you feel like right now that just seems to be impossible? Maybe it's a relationship that needs to be made. Maybe it's healing that you need for your body. Maybe it's a financial thing. Maybe it's clarity on some things. Maybe you need to know about a job. Maybe you need a job. Whatever that is, I want you to park that on the front of your heart and allow God to take this message and wrap it around your heart today to bring the answer to you. Amen? I'm going to tell you first off, the answer is seeking the Lord. Amen? And I want you to know this all things are possible. You ready to move on? Say amen. amen. All right, let's see what's going on. So I got a few things I wanted to talk about today. And um, if you got your handouts, it's always handy to come back in and uh, to do a little bit of digging. And I mentioned this when I first started talking. I said, boy, that is small. Can we, can we make that bigger anyway? I said, know the benefits of a believer. We need to know the benefits of a believer. I said, we spend more time reviewing the insecurities that we cook up on our own about ourselves than trusting what God says he'll do. I said, remember, friends, as a believer, you have it all. Isn't it amazing? We say this a lot. You, you turn around and, and, and you set up, you'll tell your wife or girlfriend or something like that. I'm going to switch it for the guys too. You look beautiful. And they go, yeah, but my, I got this one hair sticking out. You know? Or somebody said, man, I like your truck. I said, yeah, I got this piece of rust I got to work. You know what I mean? We always find that one thing. And then you got some so-called friends. If you say, well, thank you, dude. Say, but you got this one thing. <laughs> yeah, does that happen to y'all right we always want to pick out the negative. Why do we do that, man? Why do we want to pick out the negative? I'm going to tell you today, as we go through God's word, as we know the benefits of, of being a believer, that I pray that we turn around, that we are just so in tune to that, it just washes all that doubt away. Because I'm going to tell you what, the enemy loves to make you feel insecure, daddy. Well, golly, if you're a Christian, you wouldn't have said that. Well, if you're a really believer, you wouldn't have done that. Right? And then what does it do? You think, well, no, I guess so. And he turns around and uses that to beat you down. But I'm going to tell you, when you know that you're more than a conqueror in Christ, that it's a gift to God, that our salvation is a gift, things start changing in your life. Amen? So I want to look at a few things. I've got some scriptures you can look back on a little later. For time's sake, I'm going to look right through these here. And I said, you have a position. I said, you know, you think about this. When you get a job, you research that position, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you get a job, you put in for a job, you go, okay, well, how much does it pay? How much vacation do we got? What exactly do you expect of me, right? But do we really research that position that we have in Christ? You're an heir to the throne. Isn't that amazing? 
I remember when Mike and Bonnie got, got married, and I said, I said, Mike, just remember, you're, you're married. God's daughter, a child of God, right? Wow, you ever think about that? But same for you. You know, he's a child of God, too. But sometimes we don't put things in the right perspective, and if we don't have things in the right perspective, we won't respond correctly, right? So we need the information. But what I'm saying is I want to encourage you to look at who you are in Christ. Look at, and write some of these things down here. So look at this. I'm a child of God. All right? I said, you are a child of God in the family of God. That comes with the complete presence of God. Isn't that something? That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Have you ever thought about that? You know, I used to think when I was growing up, I didn't have a real big family. It's just me, my sister, mom, and dad, and a dog. Yeah. And my buddy had like four or five, you know, people and kids in his family. So when it rained, they always had stuff to do, you know, and they were fun. And you know, they could learn different things from the older brother. And I was kind of jealous, man. You know, I was like, gosh, this big family thing is, is really neat. But then as I go and time goes by, sometimes maybe not. Because people with big family go, yeah, man, but you know, there's not, not a whole bunch of gravy left at the, end, at the end of the table, you know. Yeah, I'm wearing my, my first brother's t-shirt, you know. And there's a lot of different things in there. So we always see, we think somebody else got it better than us, don't we? Oh my gosh, they just got it so much better. They so much better. But I'm going to tell you what, in the family of God, nobody has it better than you. Amen? Because he loves us all the same. And I want us to see that today, child of God. Well, what else we got? I have been justified just as if I've never sinned. Can you imagine if you never messed up in your whole life? I can't even get that in my brain. Justified, perfect, seen and made right by the perfect sacrifice of the cross. That's how God sees your life. This is going to help somebody. I'm going to tell you, because today we go, oh, man, I just got, oh, I don't, I don't feel saved and I can't believe it. This is how God sees you. All right? Stop beating yourself up. Stop beating yourself up and enjoy what God's done. I'm Christ's friend. Do you, do you realize that you're a friend of God's? Now, I'm not saying you're old fishing, but it's, hey, Jesus, what's up? But I'm telling you, you got a right relationship because of what he's done. Isn't that something? Now, I know sometimes it's very hard to get our arms and, and, and minds around things, but, you know, when you say, well, you know, a father, a lot of people um, in the natural have, have fall short in the father business, right? In mother business and brother business and everything else. So when they hear that, that conjures up a negative thing. He's your heavenly father. But they didn't have a good relationship with their dad. But I'm going to tell you what, your heavenly father loves you all the time, unconditionally. Your heavenly father is there for you, okay? So always look to the Lord to get a picture of that father, amen? Let's keep on going. What else we got here? We belong to God. We love to belong. How many times when you go to school, you wanted to be in that club, right? Right? Or you're hanging out on sure you want to, you had to have a jacket like everybody else had. You know, something like that. Or, or whatever case, when you're on the baseball team, you want to be on the winning team, right? All that stuff. Man, Team Jesus don't have any losers, okay? You all been converted to winners, all right? In Christ. We are built for that community. We are built for that. You know, a lot of people say, I just do it on my own. I'll just do it on my own. I'll just do it on my own. You know? And just like we started out when you're asking Jesus, well, I've left everything. I mean, isn't that good enough? No, you can't do what needs to be done in your life on your own as far as salvation. Jesus did it. All you can do is receive it. I told you years ago, I had a guy call me and I did a radio interview with a guy out of, uh, 
out of uh, Ohio, and, and it always sticks in my mind. And, and, and me and Kevin talk about it from time to time. The guy said, you know what? This was his, his little catchphrase, and it's true. He said, God loves you because he loves you because he loves you. You can't do anything about it. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that something? God's love comes towards you. We try to run from it, you know what I mean? But you can't hide from God, right? And the more I eat, the less I can hide from anybody, man. But I'm going to tell you what. God is there for you. <laughs> this message is going to be lifting you up today. Because I'm going to tell you what. I get a lot of phone calls that are not uplifting. How about that? I get a lot of things going on in my life that are not uplifting. You know? I'm going to call them. I'll talk about Jesus. I ain't too busy. That don't even slow me down. Bring it on. But you know what? Isn't it nice to be in a place that you can be relaxed in this thing? If you were somewhere else, oh my God, I can't believe that phone call. Give it to me. I'll tell you. Hey, you know, Jesus loves me. Call back later. Call back later. Why aren't you here? Right? <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. But you know what? We need that. We need to have fun being saved, man. Can you believe that? I don't want to get saved and go, yeah, I'm saved. Yeah, Lord, praise the Lord. Who's going to follow that, man? They were like, I don't want that on me. And you say, man, do you know what God's done for you? Do you know what God's done for me? Look at that wing. Man, God's good. I'm telling you. And you say, well, what happens if it wasn't going up like that? I said, well, guess what? I get to stay home longer and watch TV. It's all right. I got another one. That's why my brother-in-law said, you still eat with that. That's right. <laughs> See, you must have heard a message last week. I said, if you find something negative, find two things good, right? That is it. But I tell you what, I think in the natural, we're wired just to just find the negative. We need to watch that song. But we need to press in to God's word. This is what this is all about. Let's keep on going. So we belong to God. We belong in the family. I'm a member of, of Christ's body, the church family. Isn't that amazing? You know, a lot of times people get wrapped around the wheel. I, I've said this many times. We go play places and stuff, and the first thing people want to know, how big is your church? We know what they meant. And I always tell them, I say, I don't know, about 80, about 100, something like that. <laughs> I love it. Just mess with it. But how many people do you got? I said, I don't know, but we got room for more. <laughs> that just drives them crazy, see? They want to size up your ministry for that. Well, guess what? We're not just ministering to the people in this room because it's going to go on the World Wide Web and we're going to hand out some bags and we're going to tell everybody about Jesus when we go out to eat from Mother's Day today, from Mother's Day today. We're going to tell them about Jesus, amen? It doesn't matter. Y'all, do you think I'm kidding? I tell you, people hate getting behind me in a line. It don't matter. It don't matter, man. One of the last times I was thinking about, I shared this with some of y'all, I was at Taylor's and I was telling somebody about Jesus. And I had this guy go, <clears throat> I was like, man, that's salt treated wood. You got time? You know what I mean? Don't make no difference to me. You know? If I see somebody that is interested in hearing about the message, I'm going to tell them about it. And if they're not, we'll just keep talking till they are. But I'm not going to beat anybody up. We've had a privilege to lead people to Christ in the drive through Reach in beside the fry machine. Let me just pray with you. Right? You know what I'm saying? I, I love it, man. It doesn't matter. And you say, well, that's all right for you. I don't do that. That's okay. But you know what? Keep praying. Keep going. Everybody has a gift. You know what? Your gift might be listening. Your gift might be handing out some of the bags that we do. Your gift might be praying. It might be cooking. It might be texting people, encouraging messages. Do what God's given you to do to the fullest of that. And it might not look like everybody else's, but I'm going to tell you what. God will use that. God will use that, man. I get excited about sharing with Jesus. How about y'all? What else we got? I can't read it. It's so small. 
I'm sure all things work together for the good for now. That's a tough one to swallow when everything's not looking good, isn't it? Romans 8, 28, God says, all things work together for the good of those who love God and call according to his purpose. Man, I had a guy tell me one time when I had one of, one of my many injuries, and I said, man, God's really been working through this injury. And he said, well, you ought to get him to break the other leg so you can really have some time with it. I said, I think you missed what I'm saying here. But I'm just saying, that's what I deal with, right? You know, everything's like, oh, but it just says something like this. Yeah, that's I deal with the same people y'all are dealing with. Yeah, you'll just let them break the other leg more. You really know him, man, wouldn't you? I, went, I said, no. And I tell you something else, God didn't cause that. But he gave me an opportunity to share with that guy. I said, you know what? In the midst of what I'm going through, I still see God working. Even if it doesn't look like what I think it should. Because you know what? His way are a whole lot better than my ways. How about y'all? It's something else. You know, I get an opportunity to go to a different place with my mom several years ago. I was in a nursing home. When I go to the nursing home to see my mom, she lives at home now, but I mean, when I was going to see her then, I said, I, I, I mean, the whole floor got evangelized, right? I'm going to talk to everybody. I'm going, hey, how you doing? People are hungry for a friend. Let me tell you. Get in there, man. I went in and talked to this lady for about 20 minutes, left and said, looked on the side, I said, I'll see you later. I said, do not enter. I thought, oh my gosh. What I have? <laughs> what, what did I bring into her? I thought, I guess I better read these signs. Met this one guy, and I talked to him, and he said, you coming back later to see your mom? I said, yeah. I said, I'll be back. He said, stop by and see me. I said, all right. So I came back and had my motorcycle helmet on and my jacket on and everything. He goes, he said, you a preacher, ain't you? I said, yeah. He said, you got a hard way? I said, yeah, yeah. I can get there sooner if you need me. You know? He said, you rode that motorcycle back up here. It's getting dark out. I said, it's all right. I've got a headlight. He said, boy, you're just itching to meet Jesus, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Like I always say, you don't know when you're going, but you can know where you're going, right? Yeah. You just don't know, man. So he's working all those things together. And sometimes, how many know in your life, you didn't see it on the first page or the second page. But when you get about midway, you go, wow, I'm sure glad God's in control. You wanted that job, you wanted that job, you wanted that job, you didn't get the job, and now you're thankful you didn't get the job. You wanted to marry that good-looking guy. And then you went back to the, the school reunion, and he's like, how did you do most? Right? <laughs> you did, right? It's something like that sometimes. We always want something else, right? I'm going to tell you what. I pray that we never get satisfied in Christ, that we always want to drink in more. Amen? Keep on going. I have been established, anointed, and seated, and sealed by Christ, by God. That's, that's huge right there. I want you to know that God's a long-haul God, like we said, for eternity. God doesn't just say, man, you're doing all right. I like you. You're okay. Man, you got your hair combed good today. We're going to keep you. And then you wallow in the mud and you make a bad decision and you throw you out. Aren't you glad that's not the God we serve? Man, when I'm witnessing the people sometimes and I, I share with them, I said, this is a God that says, you know what? He came from, from the glorious heaven. And went through all these things for you. Like the way you Could you follow a God like that? That's my question I want to resonate in your heart. Can I follow a God like that? Absolutely. <coughs> when everything else is stripped away and everybody says, man, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you said that. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. God says, I'll still partner with you. Isn't that something? Man, I'm telling you, somebody needs to hear this. It's probably me. You know, I don't want to say I'm preaching to you first. All those things, you turn around when, when everything's stripped away, God said, get up. You just crawl up and roll up in a little ball because you just can't believe it. I can't go on anymore. And God said, come on, get up. Let's keep on walking. You're not alone. 
You know, I don't know. Went to, went to eat yesterday, and there was a man had a very tough time. He was walking like this. He was walking like this. I was getting ready to get up and help him, and I saw the guy was behind the bar jump up. He said, "Sir," he said, "He said I got your stuff for you." And I love this. This picture is amazing. That I said, I'm always looking at a sermon. I'm looking, and this guy and he gets about here, and he says, "Young boy," he said, "He said, sir, if you want to lean on me, I got it." Everybody else is all busy. Choo, 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 choo. That guy jumped out, stopped doing what he was doing. That guy said, "Thank you," and he helped that man all the way through the car. But it was a bigger story than that. We all need somebody to lean on something. But I'm going to tell you what, God's got some wide, wide shoulders. And we can hold on to him all the time. I want you to hear that. Let's keep on going. I'm confident that God will perfect the work that he has begun in me. God is still working things out in our life. Aren't you glad you're not the same person you were when you first knew Jesus? And guess what? He's still working that. I tell you what is perfected is that you that have put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, when you take your last breath here, you'll take your first breath here. Amen? My buddy told me that. And I tell you what, that's good to know, isn't it? That's really good to know. Because I'm going to tell you what, we've got so many promises of God, it's just amazing. And I want you to look at this. I'm a citizen of heaven. We're just passing through. I just want to tell you that. We're just passing through here. You know, we know that kind of in our mind, but boy, the way we the way we want to save and do and build, and do, we think we're going to be here forever. You're not. You know, last week Angela was speaking. I love to hear her speaking, and I appreciate all that everybody does, all the team and everything else. But I know this thing right here. When I fall out and I go home to be with the Lord, I don't want this to quit. I want God's work to continue on. So guess what? You better be geared up some people to come alongside you better be training up some other folks alongside, giving them some elbow room, teaching them, training them, right? Mentoring them. You better be doing that. Mr. Charlie Don't I'm going to talk about him here in just a minute, but I'd love to go get over there and spend some time with him. I haven't been over in a while. But one of the things, when I'm talking to him, he's teaching me about a lot of stuff. He thinks it's just woodworking stuff, but he's telling me about different stories and stuff, and I appreciate that. And he, and he told me this one day, you might not even remember. He said, everybody needs a mentor. You need somebody to follow. Well, our greatest mentor is Jesus Christ, amen? He's the perfect mentor because he sets the stage. He tells us what to do. He tells us how to do. He tells us how to forgive. Oh, man, that's a tough one, isn't it? We have a hard time forgiving, though. And then we do. We'll forgive somebody else, then we won't forgive ourselves. I'm going to tell you what. I pray today that God is just breaking through as we press in and realize what we have in Christ. That, you know, we, we turn around and we say, man, I'm going to let some of this insecurity stuff go. I had, a, I had a privilege to speak with a couple that we've been praying for. And I, I'm going to keep this as personal as I can without getting out there, but there's a story in there. And they've been going through some tough times, hard times. You know? It's difficult when you get a bad report from the doctor and you start seeing it being played out in your life. And I had a privilege to go speak with, with, with this man and, and his wife and opened their homes up to me and uh, got to share about a lot of different things and one of the questions that I asked was first look I want to make sure they know the Lord and he does amen and his wife does amen and I continued talking and I, and I said help me to help other people that might get in, in your position here I said I'm always going to preach Jesus and stuff I said what has ministered to you 
the most. You got anything else? And, and, and tell me things that maybe that we should just let, let, let. His wife said, we really have, a lot of, have had a lot of little negative things come in our life that we should have never let in there because it didn't really matter. I said, amen. And then the fellow sat there, scratched his beard. He said, you know, I, I don't really have a real big house. He said, it's comfortable. He said, but I would not want my house anywhere else. I have had the best neighbors to minister to me, to love on me, to help me. And many of them are sitting in this room. And many of them, they're just amazing. But what they've done is this. It's not so much about the person. The person has been a conduit for Christ. When things got tough, they pressed into what they know. They give, they love, they go, they pray, they, they, they feed, they do, they, they do. They put feet to what God has shown them in the Bible. They put hands to what God has shown them in the Bible. They put an ear to that and, and lend their heart to that. Let me tell you, that's amazing. If you went to my neighbor and asked him, hey, what's the best thing you can say about the neighborhood? Man, I wish my neighbors would say, you know that guy next door? He's really showing us the love of Christ. It made me check and look in the mirror. How do I deal with my neighbor, right? He said, love your neighbors like you love yourself. Wow. Here's something else. I'm not so sure that we really love ourselves sometimes. I said, what are you talking about, buddy? The way we beat ourselves up, the way we talk ourselves down, the way we won't believe in ourselves is pretty amazing. But I'm going to tell you what. Look at how God views you and take that same mindset and it changes everything. Because wrong believing will produce wrong actions. Right believing will produce right actions. And so when I understand that God loves me, that I'm a child of God, that I've been justified, that I belong to God, that I'm a member of the, of the family, right? I know that all things are working together, that I'm established, anointed, and sealed by God, that I can't lose my salvation. I can't undo what God's done. Isn't that great? Isn't that great to know? He loves us so much that we are covered in all that. And I have confidence in Christ. Do you have confidence in Christ? When, I, I, I apologize for saying the story twice for those that have heard it, but I think I, I didn't need to share it. When I went in to get the surgery done, I'm going to make it real short. When we get the, the surgery done, they wanted to give me a block for my shoulder, right? And I, and I said, you know, and the guy that's doing the, the anesthesiologist that's doing that uh, said, you ever had any problem being put under? And I said, yeah, years ago when they worked on my arm, I had a real bad time. I, I'm talking bad time. When I woke up, I couldn't breathe. And many of you remember the story. I felt like my lung was as big as a, a thimble. And I, I kept beating on the side of the bed, and the bed was going, choo -choo, choo -choo. And I only could see like this much. This was this was years ago. And the nurse came over and I said, I can't breathe. And she tried, she said, Oh, everything's okay. And I grabbed that woman. I will not let her go. Let me tell you, man, life is a hard thing to give up. Amen. And I grabbed that lady. And I don't, that's not something I would normally. I was scared, man. I'm sitting there thinking, she doesn't know I'm having a reaction to this medicine. I'm gonna die right here. Right? The good news is I knew where I was going. I still feel like there's some things you need to do here. Right? 
And I'm holding on to that, and she's trying to pull my hand off, and I'm fighting for my life. Ugh. And I'm razzling with this nurse, and I can't hardly even breathe. They go, and she goes, is anybody from his family here? Right? <laughs> so Denise comes in and says, let her go. <laughs> what are you doing? I said, I can't breathe. That's all I can say, I can't breathe. And finally they gave me some medicine, and it was a long day. And I got out of that, I go, I don't ever want to go through that again. That's four, 15 years. You guys have you ever had any problems? Just a little, just a little. And some of the other surgery I had, there was no problem. And we found out this day. He said, you know what? He said it was probably that nerve block. He said in like 50% of the cases when you get a nerve block, some people, it, it, it will go down and numb like your lung. And he said, you, you can't hardly breathe, can you? I go, no kidding. And he said, well, there's probably, you know, like a 50% chance that'll happen. I get mad at Andy. Because we're not going to do that, buddy. And he goes, well, he says, we can, we can do the other thing. We can put you under. But, but I just want to tell you, Mr. Chap, that's going to hurt. And I go, can I breathe? He says, oh, you can breathe. I said, oh, well. Right? So my doctor comes and he goes, you're not going to take this. this out of the and, and he says, it's really going to hurt. I said, well, how about, I said, this is, as it is. I said, I said, how are you feeling today? He said, I feel good. I said, you already do a couple surgeries? I said, yeah. He said, yeah. I said, well, good. Well, let's just pray about it, and I believe God's going to go ahead and take care of everything. He said, okay. So me and Denise and my doctor's praying. They wheeled me back, and they turned that little bag thing, and I'm, I'm laying there, and I said, if y'all need any help getting me over there, you better do it now. And I'm, that was it. <laughs> now, remember, they, they told me, you're going to be eight or ten hours time on this pain thing, man. You know, because if we could give you the shot, we could give you the medicine as you go, and then time this wears off, you can be good to go. I opened my eyes, blinking my eyes, I see my mother-in-law on my left foot, Denise on my right foot, and I'm thinking one thing, I'm hungry. <laughs> God is good, man. God is good. I got out of there, and I took the medicine, like I said, and within three days, I didn't take any medicine. God is amazing, man. And so guess what I tell everybody? God's good. Man, all the time. Was I scared? When they told me that I might not breathe, I was getting a little scared. But you know what? What it is, we prayed. We prayed. And, and man, I don't care. I pray. I, man, I'm praying over everybody when they're getting ready to cut on me. How about you? I'm not. I'm not worried about what they believe or anything else. I'm gonna tell you what I believe, right? Because you know what? We have authority as a believer. That's what I want to see. All that right there is just telling me, you know what? God hears our prayers. God hears your prayers. You know. Let's keep on walking with him. Each of these things that God has given us. And, and the last thing I, I think is just perfect how we just line it up. I'm a citizen of heaven. Because here's the thing. We're just passing through. One last story for this one. You know, I got both. Come on. One of my buddies was out on a boat not too long ago. And the storm blew up, right? I mean, it was bad. Wife screaming, crying, kicking, and everything else. And he said, man, I just told her, I said, baby, it's good either way. She said, what are you talking about? He says, either we make it back or we make it, make it to heaven. Either way, we win. I want to see my grandbabies. He said, okay. So he said, he hugged her down and got on home and thanked the Lord. But he had come to a point in his life that it was okay either way. Yeah, he wants to live. Yeah, he wants to do stuff. Yeah, don't you? Man, I want to be a difference maker as long as I can. You know? I, I'm not sure, but I think I'm going to have a grand puppy before too long because Thomas is building a fence. Right? Y'all get that? Yeah, man. We love our animals. 
But, you know, I, I want to see things in, in, in life. I want to see God do big things in my children's life. I want to see God do big things in your life. And he already is because you've got the seed of hope in your life. You have Jesus Christ in your life. So press into that. Let's keep on going. So once we press in, guess what else? We can press on, all right? You say, buddy, what do you mean by that? I'm going to tell you. Man. Take what you know is true and build on. Everything I shared today, everything in God's word, take that, the thing that you know is true, and build on it. I know that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. How about you? I know that I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. How about you? I know when I take my last breath here, the Bible, the Bible says, absent of the body present with the Lord. How about you? Right? I know that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, and whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Those are things that we know. How do they impact your decision each day when you do so? How do they impact the decision how you raise your family, spend your money, put in your prayer time? Get those things and build on them. When I didn't know that, I didn't act the same way. Maybe he will, maybe he won't, maybe he don't. The confidence of Christ changes everything. Here you go. Tough stuff still comes. But I'm going to tell you what, it's all the difference when you know what God's done for you. He said, but it sounds like you're saying the same thing. I'm saying it from every angle. I can't. Every rooftop, I can't. Because I'm going to tell you what, tough times do come. Man, let me tell you what, I'm sitting in somebody's living room and they're telling me, hey man, you know, they, they said uh, they only give me so many months and I've been living a year. That's a tough deal. When, I, when I'm at the hospital and going back and forth and seeing people in and out and different things going on, that's a tough deal. When I get a lot of different prayer requests, a lot of tough deals, right? But you know what? It doesn't change who God is. Amen? So we need to continue to hold on to that. So we need to move on with confidence and stop trying to fix yourself or, let, or look at getting everybody else's approval. I said, you already have God's approval. I cannot tell you how much time I probably wasted early on worrying about what the neighbor said. Well, you get by that, you, you, you just get set free, right? Oh, I wonder what the neighbor said. I wonder what they're going to do at work. I wonder what they're going to do with this. I wonder, I wonder, blah, 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 what it should have could, right? But I'm going to tell you what, they're not the ones that matter in the scheme of things. I want to play nice. I want to, I want to be a good neighbor. I want to be a good co-worker and all that. But I'm not going to let, this is what I tell Jesse sometimes in certain drive. We see somebody drive up here, so we drive a certain way. Yeah, we need to do certain things. I said, don't let that guy out there drive your car. You see what I'm saying? Well, so he, he, he looked like he was coming over. Well, you stay in your lane and we'll go from there. You know? We let what people in the news and the media and all this stuff get us so wrapped around the wheel that they start controlling us with what? Fear. Man, people love to control you with fear. But I'm going to tell you what. Relax and trust in the faith of Jesus Christ and you watch what will happen. Tough stuff still comes your way. And guess what? we got a choice. We can put on the full armor of God. Ephesians 6 says put on the full armor of God so that he can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Man, that enemy is out there to kill, steal, and destroy. I'm going to read a little bit here. Sometimes we just need to stand firm. But i got some word I want to share with you here. I hopefully it will come out a little bit Man, it might be hard to read. But take a look at this. Uh, Ephesians 6, and I, I encourage you to look at that chapter this, this week, chapter 6. It says in 13, it says, Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground, and having done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth fastened around your waist, 
with the breastplate of righteousness array, and with your feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the, the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of the salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Man, let me tell you, God has equipped us to deal with whatever we need to deal with. Aren't you glad? Can you imagine what it is to say, don't bring a knife to a, to, to a gunfight? You've got more than enough, all right? You've got the shield. You've got Christ. And look at the last thing. And it says, and it says, go down here, the source of the spirit, which is the word of God. Man, the word of God is so powerful. It's got healing in it. It's got forgiveness in it. It's got grace in it. It's got love in it. Man, but see, that's why the devil wants you to keep your Bible shut. Because if you're not speaking it, and you're not reading it, and you're not believing in it, it doesn't give you much gas mileage, does it? It doesn't change that it's the truth. But if you're not using it, guess what? It's just like having your, your gun in your holster, man. But you know what? I, I think the things here, don't be fooled. I said, you know, there, there's a war out there, man. There's a war out there. But the good news is the battle's been won. But we need to be equipped as believers, and we are. But how much are we doing about it? I'm going to ask you a couple questions here, just a little, little checkup. How often do you read your Bible? Right? How often do you journal things down? How often do you pray? How often do you study your Bible? There's a difference, too, by the way. How often do you talk about the Word of God with your friends and your family? Just think about that. Can you imagine taking any other relationship in your life? How do I want to ask this? You take the time that you put in a relationship with God, right, the amount of time you have. And then if you use that same amount of time over here with your wife, girlfriend, co-workers or stuff, how would that relationship look? You see what I'm saying? If you only spend 10 minutes with God a day and, and, and you took that same 10 minutes, you just spend 10 minutes with your wife, how, how would that work out a day? What I want you to do is this. Find ways each day to just be with the Lord all the time. When you say, you know, be about praying to the Lord, I don't mean walking and not paying attention to what you're doing, Lord, I'm just praying today. But be of that spirit. When you get up, do you say, hello, Jesus, thank you for waking me up? Or do you go, oh, my gosh, it's Wednesday. It's only halfway through. Huh? Or tomorrow, it's Monday. See, I know how that works. I know when we get all overwhelmed at 6 o'clock tonight, you go, oh, my gosh, my stomach's hurting. I've got to do this. I've got all these things tomorrow. I've got this paperwork that's got to be done. We've got to do this. Man, we just start throwing the list out. What happens if that starts coming on tonight? Everybody's smiling because I think I hit a nerve there, right? Right? And you turn around and you say, man, I can't wait till tomorrow because you know what? God's going to give me grace and mercy and supply all my needs. I'm even going to get paid at the end of the week. Man, God is so good. This is going to be amazing. You watch how it starts changing. People want to work with you then. Because I'm not asking, how you doing? Keep on going on. But I'm going to tell you what. Getting the, the right mindset changes everything. And how do we do that? We continue to stay in God's Word. Because you know why? We're overcomers with Christ. Amen? Overcomers with Christ. I got some, some, um, some good scripture for you guys to write down in your notes, okay? Here we go. Revelation uh, 12, 10. And it says, Then I heard a loud voice of heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power of the kingdom of God and the authority of his, of, of his Messiah. For the accuser of the brother and the sister who accused him before our God day and night has been hurled down. Let me tell you something. The enemy's a defeated foe. 
He wants to keep swinging, keep making noise and everything else. But I'm going to tell you what, God won the battle, amen, in Jesus Christ. I want you to see that. I said, friends, the tough stuff, the bad time, realize that you're overcomers. Overcomers. What else we got? Revelation 11, here, 12, 11. And they had defeated him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And I want you to look, we sang about that today. And, and I want you to look at this. It's by the word of their testimony goes with that. When you start speaking what God's done for you guys, it changes everything. Because I know when I start sharing some of the things that God's done in my life, I go from like, and I even talk even faster, and I pray that God will supernaturally slow it down so you can hear it, right? Because I get excited. Do you get excited about what's going on in your life with God? If not, spend more time with God and watch how it will take over in your life. Anybody got a busy schedule? God, y'all taking applications? I want to see two people that are busy. I know y'all are busy. A lot of times we're busy, aren't we? We go, I just can't, and said, I just can't take another thing. I just can't add another thing on my list, right? But guess what? If God is in that equation, you, at the end of the week, you say, man, that's amazing how I got all that done. You know? In his strength. God's strength. Let's keep on going. Our testimony is such a powerful thing. I said, let your faith help ignite and move God. What do you mean by that? Went to lunch with a friend of mine the other day. He's been here a couple times. And he called me up and said, hey, man, you, got, can, you busy? I said, not really. Yeah. I don't usually get to say that. I had my little arm in there. Nope, not really. He said, let's go get something to eat. And we start talking. And he said, he said, man, you guys really got a cool thing going on in the church. I said, God's good. I said, tell me what you like about it. He said, it's for real. He said, you, you remember when y'all made those bags, right? To, to send out to everybody? He said, you know, I, I just started coming here and there. He said, but, but uh, I figured, you know, I've been around the church thing a long time. Probably going to be shorthand. He said, so I went. He said, the place was packed. He said, people want to do things. I said, God's good, isn't he? See, he had been in a place so long that he, he just started seeing all the negative. And so when he came in here and see how God's working through you guys' life, this is a praise here. And I told him real quick, and y'all know this here, uh, God's still working on our lives. We ain't got it all figured out. Just want to let you know. But it's nice to hear a good report card every now and then. It's nice that somebody said, you ignited something in my life. You, you, what I saw there is that God is moving there. That's cool, isn't it? God's moving there. And I told him, I said, man, you know, it's just an answer to prayer. I said, we don't have it all figured out, but there's three things we're going to do. What I say every week, we're going to love you where you are. We're going to preach Jesus and give you an opportunity to respond to it. And I said, it's been working for us, you know, but we're still listening. We're still learning. We're still seeing what God's doing. But I'm going to tell you what, sometimes in church, in life, at work, in marriage, all of a sudden we can let things just get real stale. Day in, day out. Day in, day out. And being a pastor, you do quite a few funerals. And if you live to be 95 years old and your family really loves you, you might get a paragraph to sum up your life. What's that going to say? What are the things that you have overcome Christ for? You know? What they say? Wow, man. Man, Joe really loved the Lord. He really made a difference in people's lives. 
that's what they're saying. Or so, yeah, well, I don't know, you know. You read some of those things and say, oh, Joe was, uh, he loved NASCAR and his hunting dog and, and uh, you know, he, he, could, he could plant a mean garden. Amen. Make this like him. I'm not saying don't enjoy yourself. But I'm going to tell you what. When we stand before the Lord, and I don't know exactly how it is. It says all men will give account of what, you, what you've done. And that doesn't mean he goes, well, you didn't do right, you're out, because it's already covered in, in the blood of Christ. But man, wouldn't it be nice to say, you know what? Man, Mike, you know what? You served, you gave, you did, you this, you that. Come on in, my good and faithful servant. I don't want to confuse anybody. I'm not talking about works to get to heaven. Everything that we need to get to heaven is done by Jesus Christ. I'm saying, live a life today as an overcomer in Christ. Live a life today that makes a difference. Be excited about what God's given you to do. You say, well, I don't really know what he's given me to do. Pray about it. Pray about it. See what's going on. But you know what? Stand firm. Let's ignite that move of God. When people come here, you know, you don't come here just because, yeah, well, we heard the message. You must believe God's doing something here, right? He is. He's bringing people together to encourage one another in the Lord, amen? And I said, get equipped, right? We're equipped, right? That's what we're talking about with the whole thing of the, an Ephesian. So this week, go back and read that again in Ephesians chapter 6. I said, take what God has for you today and stand firm. I said, it may be a little something different for each person. I said, but God knows exactly what, what each of us need. You know that thing I asked you about when we first started? What's that thing that, that you really have a sticking point with? Whatever it is. Take that and lay it down, man. Just, just at the foot of the cross. Say, Lord, you know what? I need some help in these areas. And take those three principles that we talked about today. Press into the Word of God and see what He says about it. Press on and walk it out in faith. But also rest in this knowing that, you know what? That we're assured in Christ because we are overcomers in Christ. Let's take a look at this here again. Tough stuff and real deals. Man, I said, you know, all of us have some tough stuff. Some tougher than others. But I'll tell you, when it's you, it's the toughest thing. Amen. I want you guys to read that. Hopefully you see that right there. Mark 20, uh, 10, 27. Can we read that together? One, two, three. Let's look at that. Read. Jesus, Jesus looked at him and said, With the man it is impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? This week, will you live it out like that? Will you turn around and say, you know what? I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know he can do it. I don't know why he's going to do it like that, but I know he will do it. Amen? Today, I hope that through all the different things that we shared, that it offered you some hope. That it offered you some strength. Everybody's got a lot of different things going on in their life. Some raising grandchildren, some getting ready to start a new family college, some just having another birthday, some going through divorces, some not going through divorces, some going through money issues, some going through tough times, some of them are aging, some of them are hurting, some of us are unsure of what tomorrow's going to bring. But I'm going to tell you what, about something that is sure and secure today. It's Jesus. So start with that one good thing. His name is Jesus. Start with that and realize today, if I ask you this question, to be real honest. If you were to die today, where would you spend all the time? That's the whole deal. Right? They were saying, well, I've, I've given up everything. Isn't that enough? Nope. <laughs> With man, it is impossible. 
God all things are possible. What must I do to be saved? If you can't answer that question, I like what Angela says a lot of times. If there was a, a scale to zero to 100, and I said, how many people know 100% can raise their hand that, you know what, they take their last breath and be in heaven? How many? A lot, a lot, a lot. Please don't raise your hand. That's awesome. But maybe there's some that say, well, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm 50%. That's the wrong answer. Okay? The Bible tells us that if we confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus and believe our heart to God, raise it from the dead, you will be saved. That's it. I want you to hear that today. That's a straight, right, as I could that preach it right to the cross, man. It's about Jesus. It's about what he's done. Let me tell you, when I talked to folks, like I said the other day, it wasn't about uh, the one they're going through things. It wasn't about, well, let me see all my trophies. Let me see uh, my bank account. I don't care about that. I want to know, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Not that, well, my mom used to go to church. Well, my grandma used to play the organ there. I'm talking about making it personal. And I pray today, as we get ready to close, open your heart to the truth of the gospel. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, I pray today that you take the message and, and, and pull things out that, that only you can to each person here. Lord, I know there's so many different things going on in people's lives. So many different age groups, so many different things, so many different uh, ups and downs in our life, things that we speak, things that we haven't spoke of. But you are the one who perfects our faith, just like you says. And you are the one that is more than enough. So, Father, as we're here today, and people listen, listen on the internet later, I'm going to ask you again, if you've got anybody that you know for sure, friends, that you've spent eternity in, if you're not sure, let me help you by going to God's Word. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. That means that the only way that we come to a saving knowledge of the Lord, have eternity in heaven, is by putting our faith and trust in what Christ did. The Bible says, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. That means all of us missed the mark. But the good news is the sacrifice was for all of us. And we just need to receive it. So that's you today. Don't leave here without praying this prayer. You can pray for me right here. Dear Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I believe you're the Son of God. Today, Lord, I'm trusting you as my Lord and Savior. If that's you today, don't leave here without telling somebody, say, you know, I prayed that today, and I'm so grateful. If you're here today and say, I prayed that years ago, and I believe that, but you know what? I still miss the mark. Well, you're in the right place because we all miss the mark. But I want to tell you this, that God is in the forgiving business and God is in the grace business and God is in the love business. And so let him love you right back to where you once were. He's never left. Even though we walk away many times, God is gracious. He's more than enough. And he loves you. I want you to hear this. He loves you unconditionally. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand clap. I hope